Hello. This is required viewing. On the record. He left. On the oh, record. A lot faster than I thought you were going to be. That's so great. Not everybody has a kidney problem, man. <laughs> and he probably went outside because no, he's a dude. He's <laughs> outside like an animal, man. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Just doing some hood ratchet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. <laughs> it's normal around here. Oh, yeah, that's so fucking funny. All right. Well, welcome back to the Require View podcast. <laughs> that was a great intro. <laughs> I'm Aaron. This I'm, is. Who am I? <laughs> I don't know. Who are you tonight? I'm Chloe still. For now? Are you going to change halfway the, through? The artist formerly known as, as Chloe. Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> and we are joined by a super awesome, amazing guest this week, Greg Jamba. Thanks for having me. Thanks for yeah, coming no. on. And this is also a super awesome, amazing rock and roll bonus episode. Required viewing. Excellent. Party time, maybe. Uh, why yeah, why did we way. ask this beautiful human Greg on today? Well, he's a drummer, he's a composer, he's an artist, he's an educator, he's an event producer based out of Denver. What else? What the fuck else do you do? <laughs> what the hell? It's all like the same thing, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like do random stuff. That is fun. I like that. I like that. But yeah, I play drums. That's my main thing. I play, I've been playing lately with Devochka. I've been playing with Rubedo forever and right. wheelchair Spen wheelchair Spencer wheelchair, oh, wheelchair Spence camp. camp. Yeah. Right, I got I got Invisalign braces right now, so ah, little, yeah. Hey guys, sorry. Hey guys, hey there. <laughs> but yeah, wheelchair sports camp. I've been playing them right for like up. ten years. Yeah, sweet dude. It's been ten years. Fuck, dude. Pretty time much, is yeah. passing by. Yeah, I joined them like time keeps yeah, on slipping. Twenty thirteen. When did we meet? Is it oh, like? like I don't. I feel it was, like it's going on ten years now. Pretty close, yeah. Cause you did. Did you ever go to Unit E? No. So I had like a DIY venue here called Unit E, like in like the 2012, 2013 era. Okay. And then we would throw shows there and like did art shows and like kind of where I cut okay. my teeth Fuck and yeah. a lot of things like booking shows and my bands playing and bringing yeah. people out and meeting people and music and art that. Yeah. Were influential and in to me and my friends, and then later kind of having a scene and it bubbling up yeah. and other people taking notice too. Because I met you through Rubedo. Because, uh, oh my God, why am I blanking on their names right now? I can see their faces. Kyle and Alex. Kyle. Well, no. Um, oh, with Ishka Ben Doss. Ishka Ishka Doff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, two cats. That Nico. Used to yeah, it used to be in Mad Rat. Are these names okay to use? Are we going to have to just bleep out a bunch of fucking names? No, they're all people that, <laughs> yeah, they're all good, yeah. Yeah, they're all people that make music, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. They're make, they're out there just doing their thing. Bleep out those names. Regular ass names. Nico, that's what we... That dude. No, uh, yeah, because we go way, way back. Not over 10 years, easily. But, uh, yeah, and then I think you when I met you, you were playing in a basement. I think it was at the Juice Church, maybe? No, it was, I don't remember. Juice there was like, Church? That was a different spot. I never like played I there, but I know that's, that's why it was cool. Yeah. shut down. Yeah, that was a good one, though. Which made sense. It was dope. It yeah. was a good little, like, woo. Man, a lot of my favorite places in life have eventually been condemned and shut Dude, down. Dude, it was very <laughs> much like a BYOB situation. Oh, yeah. I brought That's some. I remember I brought somebody who was like, she hadn't cut her teeth quite yet, and I say that because 
I was like, oh, you never been to a party like this before? And I pulled a wine cork out with my teeth. And like, I was like, here. <laughs> and she was just, and in the middle of the street, she's like, where's the street? I was like, it's dark outside. And we're in a, like, you know, in a kind of a different area. But uh, it was a fun, dodgy thing while it lasted. But, yeah. you know, there's always <laughs> yeah. those places. And then they that's fade away. That's what my place was like that. Unity oh, yeah. was Yeah. Like okay, cool. Yeah. So that's that what I was vibe, wondering. but we were kind of like, we were like on Santa Fe and 12th. Right, okay, you know where yeah, Molecule okay. Coffee is? Yeah. yeah. It, was this, yeah. it was right above that. Oh, oh cool. So it was like the whole thing above that. Nice. And we threw shows and stuff, and it was kind of nice looking, so it was still a lot of riffraff, but like it's it kind of looked nice, so it kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. It's the OG pop-up is yeah. what it is. They yeah. come yeah. and they go. Yeah. They're not meant right. to last forever. Yeah. No. But no. if they do, it's kind of cool. Some have oh, lasted yeah. a long time. Which is a great segue into the movies that we're watching. I yeah. was just about to <laughs> say. Such a great segue. Why are we even doing a rock and roll episode? Why do we you give a ask? shit about a, why do we give a shit um, about a rock and roll episode? <laughs> because fucking airheads. That's why. Yeah. We literally the only reason this episode came into existence is because we wanted to watch Airheads and talk about it because we fucking love this movie. Also, Music and film really do go to get like legit and educational. They really do go hand in hand and influence one another greatly. We were before all of this jazz, we were talking about White Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Literally named after the film White Zombie. I don't know nothing about this. What's going on with that? But (laughs) yeah, what does it mean? Yeah, I didn't know because I was wondering. I I loved White Zombie as a kid. We actually, that's the fun thing about the podcast is you're going to get all the fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. Like, I'm not, like, a huge movie buff either, so it's cool to hear these things. But it's funny, because when I was like, these are the movies we want to do, you were like, love both those movies. It was totally weird. Yeah, I was like, it. yeah, when you said that, I was like, okay, like, weirdly enough, these are two movies I'm extremely familiar with, <laughs> mostly because they were both on TV all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Both of them at the same time. Yeah. It was just like... They would play I, them all I, the time. It wasn't like a movie. I, didn't, I don't have, like, an older sibling or older cousins or anything. They would play the heavy Comedy Central yeah. rotation. Yeah. And they Those came out within movies. a year of each other. I married an axe murderer. Really? Um, there was like some that. 90s classics. But uh, wait a minute. Yeah. What was the white zombie? Yeah. So yeah. the movie. 1932, I believe, white zombie starring Bella Lugosi. I got you. Yeah, look it up for me. <laughs> uh, we were almost going to do it for our zombie episode for we horror almost stuff. Did. The undead um, episode. But I really wanted to, s- because it's like mostly like voodoo zombies and it's really racist. The white zombie one yeah. is? I was wondering about that with it the is. name white zombie. That it sucks. Is. I mean, it we're not, is. we don't shy away from the racist movies because literally the first two or three episodes no and we're heavy silent <laughs> films that yeah. were all racist yeah no we Fuck. can't ignore racism but i wanted to start with night of the living dead because that's where where we think of modern zombies coming from and okay. i did touch on voodoo zombies with a better movie Tight. It's a good episode. It's that a good episode. It's, good, yeah, it's, it's gonna come out pretty soon. We're gonna. It hasn't <laughs> been released yet. But um, so Do you yeah, want the white zombie. Yeah, yeah. Give me the uh, cast white list. zombie. Nineteen thirty-two. I was right. Says past. It doesn't give a rating. It just says past. So <laughs> early. Uh, an <laughs> wow. hour and nine minutes. It does have Bella Lugosi, Madge Bellamy, and Joseph Cawthorn. Not that you. Yeah, anyone yeah. really knows who any. But Victor Halperin. Is yep. who directed it. Yeah, it was Bella Lugosi. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, it's basically, but 
if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've seen it. He's still Bella, got a widow's peak in here. I was like, Bella Lugosi Whoa. like controls some black people or something like that. Psh. It's real racist. I just didn't want to well, go down there. I want to have a lot of with the name white zombies. Something along those. Well, lines. that's why. So, like in the Undead episode, like we talk about. I don't don't go too much. I mean, not that, too much. Well, be... we just we we watched Night of the Living Dead, and it was just funny. That's that was the idea. It was that people were like, "Oh my god, they look like us." It's like, yeah, dude, that's they're fucking they're zombies. Yeah. But <laughs> before then, before then, that was that was literally the birth of the undead cannibal. <clears throat> like that movie was the beginning. Oh, word. So, but White Zombie, the band, got their name from the movie White Zombie. Interesting. That makes sense. So but... they're movie buffs. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, Rob Zombie left music to start to make making movies. horror yeah. movies. <laughs> he likes horror movies a and little the, bit. Yeah, and the monsters. Can bit. you call the monsters a, a horror movie? It is a children's horror movie. Okay. Cool. It has children's spooky, horror. <laughs> spo- that's a thing. Kids There's gotta like, have yeah. horror movies too. They Fun, do. spooky Not elements. Too scary. Yeah, yeah like. Creepy people. He's yeah. really tall and his skin, his skin is a weird color. Like Hotel like, Transylvania. Yeah. Like that whole Those thing. movies are weird. <laughs> I don't even know about this. Dude, I don't even. You're, you will because you have a child. You have a child. Oh, yeah. God. I literally. And it's spooky season. Oh, so shit. Like, I just hit my like, fucking mic. I got so intense Woo. about fucking Hotel Transylvania. Um, you have a child. Uh, it'll happen. It, it's really popular. Honestly, well, it's, it's the Adam biggest Sandler thing Adam Sandler's like, done in the last 20 years. Really? Rob Schneider. 100%. It's like all those guys, but they're doing animation. Voiceovers because they all have like kids now. Vampires yeah. and ghouls and stuff. All the Universal monsters come back for a kids. Monster, movie, basically. yeah. Werewolf, all that. Invisible Man. Um, the other movie I didn't actually say it out loud, <laughs> but we the other excited. movie we are watching today is Empire Records. Yes. So two very epic '90s movies with incredible fucking soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, which is why know? we had to bring on. Mr. Jumbo. Yeah. We had, I was like, gotta bring on the, gotta bring on the dude. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I, it was just, you know, when you said those movies, I couldn't, I was like, this is so weird that you picked, I don't know that many movies, but you pick like two movies I know. So well, right? I'm glad. Yeah. And we had a very yeah. big internal debate whether Empire Records or High Fidelity. Oh, yeah. Right. Because High Fidelity, I love John Cusack. I like As we have talked too. about a lot on this podcast. We, we had, like, honestly, when we, like, sat down to really create the podcast, we had an agenda. Mm-hmm. We had movies. We definitely were like, we're going to work this way in. And I shit you not, I called my mom. I was like, Mom, I finally got airheads into the into the rep. And she was like, yeah. Like, she <laughs> cheered. She was like, because it was a big staple, like, in our house. Yeah. So that's sure. a really great segue. Let's get into airheads for those people, you uncultured fucking swine <laughs> who have not seen this goddamn yeah, gem of a you? movie. Right? It's so easy to find. Let's like, take it to 1994. <laughs> Dude, my boyfriend, who is a musician, was like, I've never seen this movie. And I was like, so many people never saw this movie. I don't know this, how that happened. This movie, I like, rewatching both of these movies and seeing stuff again, I was like, oh shit, like, I got my a lot of ideas like I was, oh, I was yeah. watching them at like nine, ten years old on oh, TV, yeah. maybe oh, yeah. maybe eleven, 
Because they were like no 95 parental or supervision what? whatsoever. No, it was, and I think it was on like you were saying like it was Comedy, Comedy Central, Central all so, the time. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they were edited. Even. We had it on fucking but VHS at home all the time. Me. <laughs> it took me a long time to finally see the full thing. I would be like, oh, it's starting, me, like, right? You're like, yeah, oh my god, yeah. The, right? Finally, get to see the beginning. Streaming oh, yeah. when it came on streaming, I think it was one of the first times that I saw it. And watched it a lot with all of the fun, colorful language. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Because it really does add something to get all those like nineties curse slangs. They're really great. There's some so good Steve Buscemi is fucking chef's kiss. In Dude, this we'll movie. get to it. We're we'll gonna get, get to that. It. Okay, all right, let's do it. Let's <laughs> get in it. Chaz, Rex, and Pip are in Los <laughs> Angeles. And they're part of a hard rock band called The Lone Rangers. Oh my God. Who are, yeah, you heard me right, plural, lone rangers. The quote is, well, there's three of you. You're not exactly lone. Shouldn't you be the three rangers? I don't, I don't, I don't follow fucking, you. We're artists. Like, Leave us alone. Right? Yeah. I know, right? They're just like, we don't get it. <laughs> the gentlemen are continuously turned down as they try to get their demo tape heard by record producers like Jimmy Wing, played by... Formerly sexy brat pack member <laughs> Judd Nelson. <laughs> Formerly known as <laughs> what ten years will do to you and a lot of Ooh. cocaine. And a goatee that's like really long. Oh yeah, his stinging. little pubic hair goatee that he rocks this whole movie. If you blow on his face too hard, that thing's just gonna <laughs> pop right the fuck off. <laughs> so you know, he's still going through puberty. That's he's cool. doing it, he's doing it. After scolding him for being lazy, Chaz's girlfriend Kayla, she's a bitch. To Kick, be fair, he's he a hobo, her makeup, a lot of expensive makeup down oh, the yeah. toilet. No, that's fucked up. <laughs> but well, I, was he? I was first when I was watching that today. I was like, was he wearing the makeup? Like you know, no. it was that time where oh, people could maybe have been he like on. did like sneak a little bit. Maybe that's that was what, what knocked it into I the never tank. Thought about that before. I bet you that's what knocked it into the tank. He was using some. Shit, He's yeah. trying to like practice eyeliner or some yeah. shit. Yeah, good on stage, you know. Oh, yeah, like, right? more fucking heavy, yeah. like fucking also, 80s rock. He's on the edge. Him, she's working and she asked him to mail the rent and he was like, You didn't leave me a stamp. See, he, she, what, what the fuck? She forgetting the stamp. Right, right, right. yeah. uh, <laughs> it was 90. Yeah, why did she like leave it there? <laughs> she has valid relationship <laughs> points. Chaz, she definitely has she's valid, famous. No, I'm just valid oh relationship God, points. So but she's Chaz. also, her attitude is not the greatest. Neither of I them feel are. like, she, yeah, no, they're not. That and great. Um, amazing. But uh, he gets kicked out. <laughs> yeah. He uh, Rightfully. Again uh, is what I got the also the gist. He got kicked out again. Again, yes. Yeah. He's so a loser the, trying to be famous, like doing nothing <laughs> all day. Like fucking playing with his fucking... What was he doing? Playing video games when he spilled the makeup? Or what was he doing? He, he was, was watching MTV. Just like, yeah. Oh, just watching it around. He was playing air guitar. Nipples hard as diamonds. Just like hanging out on like, damn, Brandon Fraser, those nipples. Dude. Woo! I might have been, yeah, he looked good in that movie. He's, he that's the coolest he probably ever looked. Yeah, right. He looked like a 90, 90s rocker. Right. Like, oh, on the edge so. of the 80s, oh. 90s. Oh, 100%. Trip. I believed it. it. Yeah. Uh, it. it was I hard was to get it. through this movie sometimes. So our trio <laughs> of three are... <laughs> Let's focus. Let's re- let's get back into focus, it. Focus, the movie. Our trio of three, the Lone Rangers, try to get a local... Rock station KPPX to play their reel-to-reel tape on the air in an attempt to break in through 
the back door. They decide, oh, we're just going to sneak in and say, play this, and they're going to do it. No questions asked. They really, like, the amount, the... The amount of no thought that went into the, that's why I love this movie. It's always amazing. Even as a child, I was like, man, these motherfuckers are stupid. Yeah, they did up. not think anything but, through. I mean, that I like one thing I did. I do. I say about that is like that era is interesting because I like both these movies are showing this like dichotomy of what was and what is like becoming so right, like yeah. at that right. time a lot was changing in the music industry and like there was like that independent thing going on where like a lot of these radio stations were independent yeah. and then mm. they could do shit like that if someone broke in there and you they're thought they were kind of funny and they're right. like, like, like okay. how that guy was doing it he's like all right, fucking put your tape. But then the like ponytail guy comes in and he's like, "No, Michael right. McKean, oh, you know, like so Michael like, McKean's character. They are yeah. dumb, but like the industry was like less like you know. I don't know. It seems like at that time, I'm just guessing. I was too that young was to kinda, know. Well, you remember he was like, "Well, that's what you did for those guys." So they got the idea because on the air he was like. You know, they like well, you discovered got, he was somebody. Like, well, yeah. Well, oh, it was at the show. He was like, "We want to say thanks to Ian for like playing our song and basically getting us signed." And yeah, like, but they didn't break. <laughs> no, they got the idea. They no, but they didn't in. break in. They mailed them a fucking tape, and they were like, "Yeah, this is good. Let's put it on the air." There's well, that's a very what it was. they did yeah, the yeah, start. Yeah, they yeah, did fucking stupid. Oh, they did this, what they did. Yeah, they that. did the stupid <laughs> approach. Chaz is arrogant though. Yeah. Okay. This is why we should give a shit material. Hold on. Let's let's get through the description. But I will say that the quote for it is, "It's the only." thing their young mtv soaked minds recognize a local radio station oh my god that's so fucking funny so after several unsuccessful attempts the station employee named Susie comes out to smoke and they <laughs> keep the door from shutting behind her and they are able to sneak in and after once she inside is his face in yeah with the she hits him in the face it's still funny once inside the laid-back dj ian the shark begins talking with them on air as he's drinking a beer, which I always thought that was pretty fucking classic. Yeah. This dude is on his way out. That's not the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even care anymore. It's not that corporate shit. Yeah, no. he's like, yeah, he's, he's got the cool, like the Jimmy Buffett shirt. It's like that professor who's been tenured too long. <laughs> Just Do you notice that too? I've got job security no matter what. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, tenured yeah. radio host. He also has the like little like mechanical grabber too. He's just oh, he's yeah. having a good time. Oh, yeah. So they're on the air, and then the station manager, Milo, who is Michael McKeon, overhears them and intervenes, a.k.a. ponytail asshole. <laughs> Straight up. But Ian continues broadcasting, even though Milo says no because he's a dick. And after Milo insults Rex by calling him a Hollywood Boulevard trash, which mm. really lit his ass on fire. I don't think that's that spicy of an insult. Well, but I think he called back him in Sunset. The Didn't he call him Sunset Strip? Trash. Well, so or right no, before, no, he said earlier in the movie Early, they were talking right about. Right before, then he was referring to somebody else's Hollywood Hollywood Boulevard trash, and then th that guy called him the exact same. I'm going to sound like an asshole, Shit. but it was some Hollywood Boulevard trash come shimmying up the rain, rain pipe. pipe. Yep, that's like his thing. So somebody called him the insult that he. I guess called. I just assumed they were like Sunset Strip. They well, the funny vibe, thing that you know? we mentioned is that, like, that spot that they're in, that's like, oh, shitty, is not that shitty. Is not, you can see like the fucking Wilmot or something. You could see like. Some nice parts of town. Yeah. That, like that view alone is thousands. They're of always fucking that up in movies. And right, shows. I know. <laughs> right? Even then, man. It's the neighborhood they were able to 
cut off from the rest of the world for that yeah. afternoon so they could film. They showed someone's totally. shitty garage, but you know, the other side is a really nice fucking house. Definitely. <laughs> so because Steve Buscemi's character gets really fucking hot, they pop out some realistic water pistols filled with hot sauce demanding airplay. After setting up an old reel-to-reel for the demo, the tape begins to play, but it's quickly destroyed because the player malfunctions. It's probably ancient. It's probably older than the dudes themselves. The guys try to run, but Doug Beach had already called the police. Doug Beach is played by, what's his name? Oh, fuck, uh, Michael Richards. Thank you. The, AKA Kramer. I was from like, Seinfeld. Kramer. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't remember his real name That's ever. Like the only other thing Kramer was Kramer. in. Right? <laughs> I know, right? Well, he was that, and there was another big one that he was in that was like, I'll look it up. Hold on. So he calls the police, and the police have already started to arrive. They're surrounding the building. They negotiate with the police who are now tasked to find Kayla, who has a cassette tape of the demo. Since the station never went off the air, the news of the hostage hostage crisis travels quickly and numerous hard rock and metal fans began showing up outside the radio station to interfere with the police. I would have done the same fucking thing. So Michael Richards is in UHF with oh yeah Weird, with Weird Al yeah so I it's love that you. movie he was in UHF Seinfeld Airheads and Problem Child those are like oh the yeah big, Problem those are the Child big ones. <laughs> that's a good one too John then Ritter he shot himself in the foot and uh, you know said the n word a bunch yeah, on stage and that was the end of that like, oh fuck that guy's terrible <laughs> what the fuck is he doing <laughs> oh man. A SWAT team has also arrived where Carl Mace prefers using force over negotiation tactics by Sergeant O'Malley, who is played by... Honestly, we realized while we were watching this, we have like two of the four Ghostbusters in this movie. Yeah, that was weird. I noticed that. Because uh, um, Harold Ramis and... Why am I blanking on his name? I know his I name. I know this man's time. name. I just want to call him by his Ghostbusters name. Call him by his Ghostbusters name. Right. <laughs> that's not his name. Well, is, did Harold Ramis write this or some, or anything like that? No, but he produced Ernie, it. He produced Ernie Hudson. I was going to call him Eric something. And Rich I was like, it's, Wilkes wrote it. Yeah, yeah. So O'Malley is does, played oh, by Early, Ernie Hudson. I'll save it for why we should give a shit, but it's a pretty good. His team secretly thing. passes a gun through the roof of a vent to Beach, who has been hiding in the air ducts. And watching Pip and Susie fuck under the table. That was weird. Fucking weird. Peeping Tong, motherfucker. Yeah. Dealing with the crisis, it's revealed that Milo has secretly signed a deal to change KPBX format to adult contemporary music. (laughs) Easy listening. Rebel Radio's going soft. (laughs) Fuck that. Yeah, fuck show. Which includes having to fire Ian and basically most of the other employees. When this comes out, Ian and a few of the other employees side with the band and turn against Milo. I'd do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. The police find Kayla, who are the police, meaning poor Chris Farley, who they fucking send all over town to find Kayla. He finally finds her at a bar. They bring her back to the radio station to deliver this tape. However... The tape has been damaged because she threw it out of the car earlier. It got ran over by another car, got pissed on a dog, or pissed on a dog. The dog dog pissed pissed on on it. it. A lot of things happened to that radio tape, or that radio tape, that uh, cassette tape. But they did get it to the radio station. Chaz and Kayla get into an argument that quickly escalates and results in the studio console being destroyed. You mean this their is domestic why, violence spreads? This is why I think she's a bitch. Because at the end of the day, she still fucks up that giant piece of equipment that she cannot replace. 
hands down, Rude. bitch. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever you and your dude are the doing, fuck that, that is turning not easy yours. listening. Yeah. Fuck it all right. I guess that's true. <laughs> true. So, dashing any hopes of this cassette being played on air, as some of the items of the band that the band have demanded demanded as their ransom um, are being brought to the station by the police. The door shuts on Rex, Rex's plastic gun, revealing it to be fake. Seeing this, some of the hostages run out with one telling the SWAT that the guns aren't real. Also, uh, should mention, because he's kind of a nameless character in this, but David Arquette is one of the random people, mm-hmm. and he has some yeah. seriously bleached hair, and he's just like a bro, Oh man. yeah. What yeah. was she on the car? He's cool. Scale. He wants to stay. He's like, ra- oh let me back God. in, dude. <laughs> I just like, then you shouldn't have escaped then. Yeah, I know, 100%. <laughs> this is not a come and go situation. <laughs> and he just like didn't get it. <laughs> As the team assembles, Carter. To s- his name is Carter. Oh, yeah. I never heard anyone called him by He's his name. He's just like the, the surfer movie. bro. Yeah, for sure. As the team assembles to storm the station, Beach corners the band from a low hanging air vent, knowing he will no longer have a job at the station. Ian knocks down Beach's gun. This causes the weapon to wildly fire several rounds, and the police are forced to back off. Ian picks up the gun but gives it somewhat confused to Chaz, which I think is the best, one of the best moments in this movie. He's like, oh, this gun. Right? I'll just give it to you. You've been holding a gun for most of this movie. This <laughs> just they came, seems to work. Yeah. Uh, in a very final act of anti-establishment rebellion. Also, what what is he going to do? He's getting fired. He's going to go home and sit and do nothing. This is keeping the entertainment going. This is better than TV. You might as well keep it going. Jimmy Wing shows up at the radio station to offer the band a contract. They reluctantly agree after Chaz wipes his ass with the contract. Another really fun move in this movie. There's a big old shit stain that's going like through the front of that paper. I love, I do appreciate that they put a skid mark on that paper. <laughs> or maybe he really like had a, I hope that. Wipes his ass with his record contract. Like, brilliant I remember being a kid and thinking that was fucking hilarious oh yeah every child thought that was fucking hilarious so they reluctantly agree to the deal knowing they have no more options Wing arranges an entire stage and sound system to be airlifted to the roof of the radio station not where possible the, I know we'll talk right? about it I, I have know. questions there are so <laughs> many holes in this fucking plot line it's stupid so they're gonna play in front of everyone this is going to be a big thing. There's a huge crowd outside now. To the band's dismay, they find that only the PA is real and everything else is just props. Refusing to lip sync as their tape is played, they insist, or sorry, they instead destroy their instruments in protest to de- the delight of the crowd and stage dive into the hands of cheering audience that O'Malley and his men had let through. I will say that's a very who move of him. They just... Smash everything and leave. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's fun. We always used to do that in Rubedo oh, for like yeah. a few years. Yeah. It's fun. Get like yeah. cheap oh, ass yeah. guitars just, like, and just, like, just our expensive regular stuff. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Like we we were like there's an art to it. You know we're not like smashing it and breaking it, but we're like knocking everything over and. Oh okay okay being okay. Dramatic. These motherfuckers broke it up. They yeah, like but it wasn't kindling. their shit. Yeah, for and sure. they're like, "Fuck it, we're like famous. We just and it's props. Like right. we have yeah. all these fans out here, and we're like not making a music video. We want to do a concert. Yeah, they were confused. There's yeah. like some confusion yeah. going on. 
and they but fucking made the, a dope music video. I was about oh, to yeah. say they do have a, they do get arrested and they do oh, go yeah. to prison and the Lone Rangers are later seen playing their prison gig very much a nod to the man in black, Johnny Cash himself, who also played in prison. Mm -hmm. um, they're incarcerated as Kayla and Susie dance in the background. The concert is being shown live on MTV. There's a lot of Kurt Louder like Kurt moments. Louder. I miss the old MTV VJs. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> we all do. Now their manager, Ian, says on the phone to an unknown person that the Lone Rangers will start touring in since six months or three if they're let out on good behavior. And the postscript states that the Lone Rangers served three months for kidnapping, theft, and assault with a hot uh, with hot pepper sauce. And their album, Live in Prison, is going triple platinum. And that brings us to why we should give a shit about this crazy motherfucking movie. Yeah. Besides peak physical form of Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, and <laughs> Steve Buscemi. You're talking about that. Uh it's the sexy switcheroo, is what I like to call it. I don't know what J happened to Steve Buscemi. Judd Nelson, <laughs> no, Judd Nelson becomes unsexy, but Steve Buscemi like so fucking hot. Even with, I can see the extension. He's hot in that, you guys. Think? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like not in a lot of things, but in this but like movie. in that okay, yeah, in that like a lot better than most. Right, things, you know? he's yeah. hot for sure. in that. I didn't know if I'm, I would go hot. I'm pretty <laughs> drunk at a bar, and he oh, was okay. just playing on stage, and he's kind of greasy. Yeah, but I know it's gonna be a fun one nighter. Okay, I can that's see the that. kind of yeah, hot yeah, he yeah. is. No, he's that. I'm hot, not gonna yeah. take this motherfucker he's not home. Brandon Fraser hot. Or no, no, no taking Brandon no, Fraser. No, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. get him cleaned okay, up, okay. and we'll take okay. him home. But Steve Buscemi, that's a one and done sort of sitch. <laughs> <laughs> right, Which is why he was always right, frustrated. It's why he was always frustrated too that he was always getting like, like looked over for Pip, his brother, because he yeah. was like. Pip what is a hunk, say? and he's like kind of right. like like dumb, he's cute, so right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, Aaron said his like five years. He looked like that for like five years. Yeah. There was a very tiny moment in time where Adam Sandler was snatched, as the children call it. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely snatched in this movie. He was yeah. snatched. He was cut and t-shirts that weren't, you know. He was wearing a midriff. Like no oh, yeah. one's business. I hope that well, he was back. wearing yeah, his uh, beanie at one point too, so he had to be like. Oh, yeah. He's hot and cold. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie was oh, so fucking shit. well cast. This movie was so well cast. Every time I watch it, never a mistake. Yeah, perfection. Beginning so to good. end. A flop. This Neither one flop. of the movies we they're watched today, are, they're both yeah. cult classics. Neither one of them really financially did what Hollywood considered well. I can see that. Um but I love sense, it. But also Syndication, like, man. We talk about it over and over and over on this podcast. True. That a lot of, at least us in the millennial generation, were that last generation of syndicated movies and television. Yeah. And so a lot of this, a lot of stuff that I saw over and over and over and over on TV was from the 80s, yeah. 90s, I 70s. I think about that a lot with music too, because it, it, you you had you'd buy a CD, you'd listen to it. If you didn't like love it right away, you would still listen to it over and over and over again because oh, you, yeah. you that's and all you eventually would, it's one go. of the few you had in your car or whatever. Yeah, and right. then you'd be like you'd either fall in love with it or it'd kinda like lose itself in rotation. But most everything that like defined my childhood or not my childhood, but my like adolescence was stuff that at first I didn't really think I liked it. Mm -hmm. And then I I heard it like three more times I started understanding and mm -hmm. expanded like my understanding, like I became like 
I don't know, I still like to buy records and cassettes and okay. CDs for that reason because it's like I'll, I'll give something way more of a chance and it gives it like you find some coal or like in music you'd call it like indie kind of mm -hmm. shit that like yeah. sticks around, you know, it has like some, you're like, oh, this is like, is like a memory of a time, you know, so like mm -hmm. the, both these movies for me, it's like a memory of like 100%. sitting in my parents' basement on like a like Sunday not knowing what to do and be like, Oh, um, oh, Airheads is on. Fuck like, oh yeah, yeah Empire. Yeah, right. Like, those guys look cool. Everybody looks cool. I guess this is how you do it. You right. Know? This is what it looks like. I, I dated another drummer, like, who. This we definitely were was this. a huge influence on what I wanted to date when I got. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, I went back and I was like, oh, okay. When you Long watch this, hair, you're like, the tall out. white guys. Check, 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 check. <laughs> musician of any kind but yeah no i was watching this movie with that he had seen it in his youth so it made more sense it wasn't new to him but he was like should uh, we were both joking we're like you should do that that's how you should dress just on stage now just like take this movie be adam sandler <laughs> <laughs> wear the zorro <laughs> outfit with like the fucking mask <laughs> yeah so you were like making like moves for helping people make moves with what to do <laughs> from that movie <laughs> we were both just kidding around about it because it was just like i was like there you go if you're wondering what you want your next like kind of stage costume to be use this movie as an inspiration why not it's oh, it's so good it's so good well, and the soundtrack, I know I said it again oh, earlier. I'm going to probably say it a couple more times as I was this fucking soundtrack is sick. It's so good. That's funny. I didn't even barely know what the soundtrack is to this. It was White but Zombie. It's so had a good. Song White it. Zombie. You've got, the, you've got the Ramones. You've got fucking. Oh Hold my on. God. I have everybody. a list of these bands. Sorry. Give me a second. Thank Let me you, pull please, up this list. Please. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. Talks amongst yourselves. Well, the well, the <laughs> well. So, with the writer we are talking about is Rich Wilkes. Uh, he wrote the one, the guy that wrote this movie. He also wrote the Triple X movie with Vin Diesel. Oh, okay. I was he like, wrote oh. Airheads and Vin and Diesel. that, and then sure. the Dirt, which is a TV show about rock and roll. About you know that Molly one? Crew. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, that one. So he wrote he wrote that one. No, okay, so another one called that great. Glory Days. Music. Now, see, he, this movie we were just was talking his about that. Like, that one song, that I feel like maybe, and then he just sort of. I'm not gonna list the song titles, but uh, artists and bands who worked on this besides White Zombie, who did the like song for mm -hmm. it, like the main song. Mm -hmm. um, we also have Reagan Youth. Dim Stars, House of Pain, The Replacements, Primal nice. Scream, yes. Aerosmith, David Byrne, and then The Sons of Thunder was played by the Galactic Cowboys. Okay. Mm. So. so they changed their name. Heady. Yeah. They've the Replacements. That. Yeah, that's cool. the song that gets me in this movie every time is that so unsatisfied by the replacements when they're going through the radio station and they're trying to figure out how the fuck to get out of this stupid situation that they put themselves in. And he's like, I just I always remember it. He's sitting in the window the, from the window that his crazy ass girlfriend threw a chair through and ruined <laughs> more shit. And he's sitting there with one of the burritos he got. And then he takes that gun and he shoots oh, yeah, the pepper sauce fucking hot it. sauce in the burrito. And yeah, I it's love like, it. oh, what else am I going to do but eat a fucking burrito, man? Yeah. I was like, well, that is a great vehicle for getting hot sauce on your Yeah, on your it, it would be, and it's like hip to throw yeah. that on the table. <laughs> 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 like, Dude, so we were talking about Die Hard earlier today. 
we were. Um, KPBX was filmed and located in Fox Plaza, a.k.a. Nakatomi It Tower. was, because oh, really? we were talking about that. You were like, is that Nakatomi Plaza? And I was like, I, th- I think. Oh, yeah. When we went to L.A. in May, I'd never been to L.A. before. So it was like... I don't have a lot of sightseeing time because we were there for a wedding. We, we had other shit trees, to do. The you know, beach. And the tar pit and Nakatomi Tower. Nice. <laughs> so I got all, I hit all the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> we saw, you saw the WB uh, Water Tower. Yeah, I did. She yelled at me a lot for all my excitement at like touristy things, but I kept it inside hey. the car. Yeah. I know. I kept you it kept it inside, inside the, the car, car, but at your volume with the windows down. I say all I kept saying to her, I was like, dude, I was like, dude, just don't get a shot at her stab. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I'm not the it's only nighttime. white no bitch one's really singing like around. songs from Sunset Boulevard you're, on Sunset Boulevard. She's literally, I'm not the first you're one. literally coming in from Kansas with your ruby red slippers, singing <laughs> at the top of your lungs, and then it's going to go shank, shank, shank. Welcome to LA, bitch. <laughs> You followed the yellow brick road to the wrong place. <laughs> Honestly, we stayed away from all those neighborhoods. It was a really delightful time. We did. We, I did you, not okay. see Skid Row. Dude, we, we didn't. <laughs> no, no we, ad, we I very did. specifically. The, the cultural experience that is Skid Row. Remember my grandma was joking yeah, about that. She was like, like, everybody's like, oh, we'll see Skid Row. And we're always like, why? Like, I, why? If I go do down there, do it's that? not for the homeless people. I want to see you the may not Cecil see any- Hotel. Have you seen Clifton's? No. Downtown LA, mm. go to the Clifton's. That's okay. like crazy. It's like maybe it's been. It's a while. not like Casa Bonita, but it, it, that that's like the closest thing we have to it here. It's like a big restaurant cafeteria style that yeah. has uh-huh. like taxidermy and weird Fuck shit. Yeah. And like you, they have it. like a secret tiki bar. It's yeah. like endless. Yeah. It's super okay, cool. I got him. I'm in Clifton's, but yeah, that I was like, I watched the lady Hit to like B square. Take Sorry, the that's nice. nice. Getting late. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I might just start bursting out. You said I just got into Sunset Boulevard Dude, in my I, head a I little bit. I watched this lady take the sand out of an ashtray, <laughs> put it out, and snort it. No. Yeah. Like the sharp looking glassy no. kind, oh. like a black glassy kind. I was like, oh. No, no, no. no. She's got nasal problems. For sure. sure. Yeah, it was sad. I've seen oh, no. most of the fucked up things in my life. I've seen in Los Angeles, Seattle, and in Denver. Yeah, all those cities are like, yeah, have fucked up so, things that we do right, to homeless people. Yeah. Get- Being from Kansas City, I was not used to human feces as openly on the street. You as haven't been to San Francisco. There's literally a I've never map. been to San Francisco. You can oh, Google, yeah. go to San go to San Francisco poop map or whatever, and you can literally Google. People have mapped it out where there's higher concentrations of human feces, areas to steer clear of. I know like we really Denver had that initiative to do public restrooms that are like obviously My wife monitored. On that, actually yeah, yeah that you? is oh, such yeah. a brilliant idea yeah. like everyone should have the availability to take a shower and take a shit oh, and not 100 percent shit shower the, shaved yeah in yeah. the fucking street no they need it and that's the stupid thing about things like that is like they worked so hard on it doing all this stuff and then like you get like it's like a that's a, the downside of like political bureaucracy right. is like people initiate that and then new people come in and don't care about that yeah. and right. they have they spent all this money and have all these ideas and they know exactly where to put them right. they did all these surveys they 
pay all these companies to do these things and it's a great thing and then it just never goes to that next step well, of exactly. initiating the it. light rail going from Colorado Springs basically all the way up to Boulder and there's That'd all be, this money yeah. there, and that and it just never happened. like no is that no. still on the it's table it's like that would help out a lot of people across the state and do yeah. a lot of good things public transit is awesome yeah but right? yeah that, w- that one is like so fucking expensive compared to like they could put a fucking bathroom th- right? like a couple Seriously. bathrooms downtown. well that's the thing that nobody else like people don't really think about so like I don't know if we ever chatted about this, but like I definitely worked on a couple of things like around the city where there was a, we would do these design swarms and one of them was talking about like homelessness and things to do, like how to, you know, it was basically like community members and designers and engineers and all these people kind of coming together and having this big think tank on how can we try to come up with these ideas and solve, solve a problem or at least like come up with good ideas and Usually, too, you know, if something good comes of it, you, it could be implemented, if, especially if it's, like, halfway there into a presentation already that's good to go. And, I mean, nothing really came of it, but there was just, there's so many things that you could do that are simple, that like, on a smaller scale, like, it community all, yeah. gardens, like, public bathrooms that are, like, in showers that are just little units like that, like the ones in England where they just go back into the ground and, like, yeah, they're not that. even, like, obtrusive or anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was a very sad tangent about homeless people. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it was a legit, know, legit yeah. tangent, but you guys I can give you this. Like, I don't think there was any homeless people in Airheads. No. 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 I didn't see any. No. Because in the and 90s, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah definitely. Right. That was not a thing <laughs> in LA <laughs> in the 90s. Well, in Blast from the Past, you definitely saw a lot of that. Oh Speaking gosh. of Brendan Fraser, Brader, right? Brendan Fraser classic. But you know, fucking blast from the past a little. And yeah. I figure I'm screwed up and average enough that I could write a song and it just don't matter. Oh my god! All of their like stupid quotes, and that was something I wanted to bring up was the '90s lingo. Yeah, such clutch '90s lingo. Did you have a favorite? Man, I fuck. It's so quotable. Like to me, it's like that was like the. You know, as a kid, you're like watching that. You're like, you're always like wondering, like, what do the older kids do? Like that movie right. was probably meant for nine. I mean, it's probably meant for older. Oh, kids, oh, that was yeah. meant for the, teenagers. The audience was like kids, nine, ten, I had, like yeah, eleven. Because yeah. parents like, that wanted to watch it all the time, and yeah. so we, by proxy, watched, watched it. it. A lot. See, my yeah. yeah, my experience is so different. So with it, so I'm like, my, for me, I'm like, that was what like. I thought it was cool, but then by the time I was older, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I, I didn't think it was cool for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute, it's just goofy. It's funny. It's cool. And then yeah. now watching it, I'm like, it's kind of interesting, like, look at that time period and, like, what thought the thought process about things were at that time, what right. media was like at that time. Right. like The whole real-to-real thing, right. because that was... Becoming he go- obsolete. He goes, this station's only meant for CDs and cassettes, because... Real to real was still very viable for certain people, but it was on the way out. Totally, you are right. That is like an interesting snapshot into. Well, he even says that moment in time in that real to real thing. He's talking about like it shrinks my vocals or whatever. Like it's kind of like oh, cheesy. Yeah, he's like Mr. Perfection. But yeah, right? he's like they're like yeah, sound quality wise, the real to real would be better because it's yeah. like less transfers. Like you could just record it on that, bring that there. And there'd be like no compression on it, and it, you know, but like radio, had, they had a lot of compression anyways, because right. like compression's like the volume, so like one thing's not like way loud and like pops out, one right. thing's like quiet, so like they compress it, which kind of like loses some sound quality. But that's what he's talking he's about. Like, he's like jumping on my nuts. But like you <laughs> yeah. know, that's just hilarious. It's like it's kind of like he's like the to me I, in that part of the movie made me think of like oh like he's the 
prima donna of the band. Yeah, like it's kind of, or they're like, you're, you care too much, you know, it's kind of funny. Does it, well, then there is a legitimate thought that he has as stupid as all the things that they do are on that where he's like this is a radio station and it was also like 94 so it was just like this is a radio station there's definitely a reel to reel or two hanging around here somewhere is the way they used to probably do it i guess yeah and like because like everything i've ever seen in my era of it it's way later than that even Mm. like tapes and cds and like even now like i played a it's hard to find a fucking cassette player yeah yeah well yeah. Like, i have one in my car so i listen to cassettes nice. quite a bit Hell yeah. yeah but like the um i've got like even like a couple weekends ago i was playing a festival and there was like an old radio station that was connected to this festival right mm-hmm. and we we're like our green room was in that radio station and it was interesting like i was hanging out with and we were talking about like, wow, this is like, there's all these like the DJs were coming in to say hi to us. And they were all like, you know, people in their like, you know, maybe 60s, 70s, you know, it's just like, and then like the singer Nick of Devochka was like, this is kind of a dying breed right here. And it's like yeah. kind of interesting because like it is like like radio, like that time at, uh, in the 90s, like that's when the Telecommunications Act was passed. So it went yeah. from you had independent radio stations like you could you could only own up. to I can't remember what the exact percentages, but you couldn't own over. I can't remember what it was, but it was something under 50 percent of the radio stations in a market. Okay. And then that part of the thing of that, there was a lot of <clears> things in the Telecommunication Act in the 90s. But one of the things was you can now own 90% of the radio stations in the market. So mm-hmm. Airheads is coming out right at that time when that was I actually that. happening. Like, wow, like that. I loved like KBPI when I was a kid here. It was a radio, rock radio station here. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing at all anymore. But at that time, it was like they were playing White Zombie and they yeah. were playing like like Nirvana and Pearl Jam. It was like that they're, was, they're yeah. playing all the heavier side of that kind of music. 96.5 right. The Buzz was a legit alternative radio station in Kansas City for decades and was recently dismantled by Entercom. Speaking really? Of the, recently? See? Within the last like two years and they fought for it because they used to do like... That's like, amazing. On they Wednesdays, long, you, long they run. would just play music people sent them on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday. They just play... But that... They were still owned by Intercom, but well, they got sold of, out, and now they're basically things. a Spotify. Like, well, that was kind of yeah. the crazy thing about this movie was like at the time, like I lived in LA, and this was so it felt very real. And you know, there's that bit where they're like Rodney King, Rodney is yeah. like who's Rodney King? He's like you know he's that guy. But it was just like that was where LA was at too around that time. Like not the cops just were music. nervous yeah, about the cops like were nervous. Like people April twenty ninety two. Right, crowds were like this is ninety four. This was being shot probably ninety three. Like mm-hmm. the crowds were alive and angry at that time there was places you fucking avoided there was just like i always tell you this too or it's like lakers won riot lakers lost fucking riot everybody get off okay lakers games about it was literally like okay lakers game is at this time like it's gonna end around this time this is when halftime is maybe things are gonna go tits up you never know like it was a safety precaution and measure and it was always like is everybody safe cool fuck someone's still out there because like someone was gonna be shooting guns or doing something crazy so there's a dateline called 90s the deadliest decade it is dude i'm really really i feel like guns and stuff outside the gang wars on the coast and all the crack and shit oh yeah yeah and just all of that, but city's um, growing, you know. 
Definitely. For sure. Pre-gentrification. Yeah. And it was, it was a weird time. And, you know, like, you were still kind of coming off of apartheid, which had ripples still within the 90s. Mm-hmm. And, like, and being a mixed-race kid, it was just a weird... You know, and we did move on up eventually out of the hood, but Moving it was just, I know I think about that all the time, but, uh, okay. I have two points that I want to bring up before we move on to the next film. One, the airlifting of the stage thing irritates the fuck out of Always me. Always has. Because the lights are set up and they're wagging around. There's and then no there's, way like, that that speakers. was set on top of that fucking radio and station. And there's no Not way that that helicopter could have nope. like lifted nope. all that ready and set it down and went away. It was probably heavier than the building it was on. There's no right? way. It takes all day. There's right? no way. That shit yeah. literally all it does day. take all day. But that doesn't make good for like a movie like that. Oh no, right? Yeah. 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 into the night. Hope you're here till 4 a.m we start filming. Like, you're famous. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are famous now. You just fucking robbed a fucking radio station and right. you're going to be in jail for only three months. <laughs> like there's lots of things. That's like well, maybe the only thing that annoys me in this. But like we were talking about also things that like you never notice and I noticed it I've seen this movie a million times. Someone spray painted, like when she's kicking him out, she's like, I always knew you were a loser. And you and I were like, oh, all of that audio gear that's just smashing on the concrete. And of course, it's not the first time she's done this. I'm sure he's had to buy more and more of it. And like, not to mention, it just, someone spray painted fag on his like the motorcycle like, on his motorcycle on the top I'd never noticed that either wheel. and I was like oh my god but then also the toys too like the fucking stretch Armstrong oh, yeah. and like yeah. yeah all of it it was just so good but also I will, watching him with that big old stack of concert tickets oh go, god yeah, he was like, like I try to go to like a show like sometimes like I'll be like, oh, me and my friends, we'll just walk down there. I remember we always like me and my dad and like as I got older, I did it too. Like just go to like if you didn't really want to go to the concert that bad, but you like kind of did, mm-hmm. you'd, we'd just like walk down there, go downtown, try to get tickets for yeah. cheap. And if we couldn't, now I'm just like no nobody, you can't do it. Like people There's are, it's no all way. digital. So it's you harder. You buy them all out too. So it's also hard to them. get them. Yeah, it's a ho- they're hard. They're selling online now. Physical. And they they double sell tickets. I've had them. I've had them double sell tickets at. Dude, Red I Box. walked all the yeah. way down to the fucking Paramount Theater one time to buy tickets there because that's how you also avoid fees. Oh yeah, yeah. I've walked down. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, and they make dead eyed and said, "We no longer have physical tickets. You have to buy everything online." Yeah, it sucks. We lose like forty dollars by fucking walking down there. Yeah, Can't do that well, look anymore. At you, even in that Airheads movie, it's like that's that thing. Like back in the day, like like radio stations through events and all the time you could go. Yeah. There was like a community, like community, like orientated thing to yeah. it. But now, like with the way it, it switched, when like so Clear Channel was the one who bought up all like the ninety percent of all the radio stations in all the markets, and they were okay. like a used car dealership guy that like had like a loan out and this guy owned a bunch of radio stations so like in the deal he got all these like radio stations when that guy defaulted Mm -hmm. on his loan or whatever and he they just decided oh we can sell airtime like we sell used cars like for the advertising it's like all about advertising you know they're like it wasn't like that. I think there's always got to be a good balance. Like you want to have like, you have to have business sensibility. You have to be able to make money. It is how things operate for, for better or worse. But like, if you don't have that balance of like, it's fun and it's cool and people have right. are like want to be there and they like, it's a, like, there's like an enjoyment factor and, 
and the workers feel like they have are a piece of this, you know, that makes it move. Like all that stuff is lost now. Like we're like, like the ticket thing, like even like too, like people waiting in line. Like I've met friends like waiting in line for shows. Yeah, I used to man in high school. We used to like fucking skip school and dish that shit early and like go downtown and fucking wait for hours. I mean, I yeah. got three, four, of, five hours to be at the front of the line yeah. so you could be at the front of the stage yeah. to sit through shitty opening bands that you don't yeah. want to sit through right. so you could be right in their I guess faces. That, that still goes on. I was thinking yeah. in too like of like when waiting for even just the tickets oh, to go Oh, for the tickets to go on sale. Oh, yeah, so there'll right. be like another level. You'd be yeah. like waiting for the with these people for hours to get the right. tickets and then, and then you're waiting at the, at the front with yeah. them because you're the fucking crazy people who love that band so much. Yeah. And but that's how you Learn, you know, like that. you know, like two times you that's hung like out. Your, now. Well, that's also too. That's your your um, what do you? It's your tailgating for the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you're tailgating with like comparison. a little with a little like a foldout chair or whatever. But does this movie hit different now that you've been like? you know, playing shows and you've done, cause you know, there's that line he has that always hits where he's like, you, I've been out there and like, I've wa- had, no one's been out there, but the other bands and their girlfriends yeah. to watch you play. No one fucking cares. And you're out there you're trying to figure out like how to keep going, you know, yeah. does this movie, this movie hit different now? I'm sure. It does. Yeah. I mean, it made me remember like thoughts of like, I had like as a kid of like what stardom is and like what like making it is you know and like like Chaz has an idea of what it is he wants to do whatever he fucking wants to do right and he's crazy and he doesn't give a fuck about authority Chester Ogilvy yeah (laughs) I would also call myself Chaz that shouldn't have been like it was a revelation it It wasn't a far cry from Chester to Chaz it just seems like a shortened version maybe you want one syllable instead of two like, no, I don't all, know. There, she was mean. That was mean. Like that was, was that was really. Bad. But that was cool. All the other heavy metal people, which generally are a lot of nerds, they're like, "I'm a nerd too." They right. like had his yeah. back. <laughs> Fucking Lemmy is the one who's like, "I was editor of the school magazine." Yeah. I was actually gonna say before a segue. Um, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Um, in a fight, who would win in a wrestling match? Lemmy versus God. Trick question. I mean, he's God. God. <laughs> that was uh, that was first thing on this my notes right there. One of my that is probably my favorite line from I this movie. so real talk, I asked my boyfriend like that question before the movie. Oh was, no. Like, I was like, all right, man, who would win in a wrestling match? Lemmy or God? And he was what did he say? He was like, Lemmy. I was like, eh. He was like, God. I was like, trick question, dickhead, Lemmy is God. <laughs> and he was That's just so like funny. <sighs> also the Beavis and Butthead cameo. Oh yeah, my judge. Just the phone cameo with Beavis and Butthead. It's just yeah, so, which is great. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Speaking of who sucks, the fucking <laughs> dude in this next movie. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. A lot of the kids in this next movie are kind of pieces of Ooh, shit. Rex yeah. Manning? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about Rex Manning. Empire Records. I'm glad you were talking about the loss of independent like radio stations because the loss of independent record stores right? is the exact yeah. same, same thing. Fucking yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you remember that was a place, it was like, it was like the OG coffee Sam shop. Sam Goody, baby. Straight up. It was the OG coffee shop. Was, you, you went to go like listen, you heard different music, you met different people. Do you remember in Borders when you used to go 
She's a little dating like statement. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go to the like CD section, and they just had that like digital print of the the whatever CD was on the wall, and you mm-hmm. could just listen to like snippets of every song. Of, of Mandy Moore, the, you, yeah, it was like, like Mandy Moore and Alanis yeah. Morissette. See, they didn't want you there that long, right? Really. I know you. <laughs> Saying a hangout spot right here. Right, you know? exactly. Don't Dude, get, I used go, to go don't get your fucking coffee and leave, man. Yeah. Um, I used to go buy my My Chemical Romance albums at Borders. Nice. So yeah. like hey, you know, come I on some now, motherfucker. Shit at Borders, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Borders was the shit. Was I used to go get go. hot chocolate and just like read. You know, real talk though. Harry Potter same. Midnight fucking releases. Harry Potter Midnight. That was and that. Twilight Midnight releases. That was, I was Barnes and Noble one. for me. I would go to the Barnes and Noble for our for the Harry Barnes Potter. and Noble was not. We had a Borders closer. Nice. I was in LA, so there was a everything yeah, Borders. Closer. Yeah, there's a <laughs> yeah. I was, I was at everything closer all the time, but yeah, no, that was. That was, those were the days. I mean, t- 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 real talk too. You can still kind of do that at like a Target. You can go flip through CDs and shit. And yeah, all that's stuff. different. Or like a Walmart. It's not but the same. but then the it's resurgence the of the same. resurgence of the record, like the vinyl, everybody's doing that. So you can still kind of go and flip through. I do yeah. like that. That's coming, yeah. that's coming back. But that's coming back. Coming back. It's been back, baby. It's for a while. Still, yeah. But know. I l- love that it did. When we were kids, it wasn't back though. Like it did. We saw it have its comeback Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that it did because I always loved when my parents would play records because the sound, I love the sound quality. I love like Chaz now. The the warm tone. I am. I don't know. Don't crunch his vocals. I had had my fucking Walkman dude and it was like one that was like a joggy one so if you drop it, the CD wouldn't quite skip. Um, Fun story. Definitely still have my portable CD player. It is in a box at my house right now. Will I I ever get rid of it? No. I need two AA batteries to make that bitch work. I I don't need an update Apple. No. I get rid of the shit that didn't matter. Look through your CDs, but keep the ones that did. You know, yeah. You never know. All Not that. everything <laughs> is a bit easy to stream, kind of like Airheads. Right? That Seriously. Was, yeah. I was like, dude. if I had the VHS right now, I could watch For it. For years, I have been a huge proponent of that sentiment right there. Keep your hard copies of things. People give me, people give me shit about keeping stuff, and I'm like, but there's certain DVDs. Digital content that I got keep, way, right? like, is oh, a double-edged sword. Yeah. And if oh, anything yeah. happens, at least you have your DVDs and VHSs. Right? If the they internet goes out. take that away from you. Yeah. Well, it's like it helps and with if the curation, too. Literally, yeah. with our problem with Airheads was difficulty finding it. That is a distribution issue. Talk about if yeah. you have that at time. your house, you don't have to worry about a distribution yeah, issue. Yeah, that's so like, if I I'm always stay right? on the lookout for good deals because now they have like movie packs where you can have a bunch of movies on a CD. So they've figured out how to have See, CD much cool. like much memory. like libraries yeah. and like you know where they have those big bookshelves and they have books. I want that and I want DVDs. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you flip through your DVDs, you flip through your your vinyls. Like you can yeah, and it kind of limits you too. Like I have that with like records. I have a lot of records, and I have like one big shelf, and then I have like the whole thing under my record player. Mm. And I kind of like once it's starting to get too full, I sell some records or give some yeah. records. A- start giving records away, yeah. and then like it keeps me kind of like honest of like what right. it, what what I really like. Cause like I just think about like if someone cared and looked through it, it would be like. I want them to see what I wanted them to see. I, they don't need to see all the shit that I really didn't take time with right. or whatever. You know, like, 
it's a hard balance, you know? You need but, to have a conversation with my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Because this motherfucker will go to estate sales. And we did. We went to an estate sale one time. This lo- woman literally paid us to take her vinyls. But it wasn't anything good. It was like a bunch That's of religious, yeah, yeah. religious music and Christmas music See, I and like, Bing Crosby. I like one Bing Crosby. One Bing Crosby, yeah. But like, I like the hunt. That's the thing I like. Yeah, the hunt, because you can go to antique stores, you can go to like weird souvenir shops, like out in the mountains. There are places to find like little vinyl gems, or like Mutiny Cafe. Totally. You know they're not yeah. rocking right now. I got a ten dollar copy. Now, aren't they back? They're I back hope. up now. I hope so. They got like the. They did like a uh, GoFundMe and they yeah, got all I the money. Yeah, I saw They like got all day. the. Oh, dope. Okay. Oh awesome. shit. Good for nice. Them. I yeah. know it, they were like it's really hard times right now, but uh, I was there. I got ten dollars. I got the. Uh, Steve Martin album yeah, where he's doing yep. King Tut. And I was like, ah, that's $10 well spent. And then it was yeah. also a good 10 minute conversation with the guy that I, that was like also making my coffee and selling me the record. You know? We found record an original store. copy of rumors for like 40 bucks. That we got. What is rumors? I don't even know. Fleetwood oh, Mac. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah that, those float around though. I think I had. Yeah, you two can kind of, especially in their popularity and like you know. That's a lot of print for that. Especially with that cranberry like, juice guy that was doing the longboard thing for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. He that. I mean, shit, they might be hard to find now. Now I know. It's a right now, that, I think fucking Dogface did that. Right. Beautiful. Ocean Spray was that probably was like the vibiest thing. You're like, well. That is such a vibe, like, dude. Right? You just grabbed the world with, like, a vibe. Right, Amazing. dude? Ocean Spray stock probably fucking skyrocketed. Dude, that's what... He was just, like, listening to a chill song, drinking some fucking cranberry juice, skateboarding. He created a whole... Let's mood. skyrocket to Empire Records. Nice. You like that? I did. And then at independent record store called Empire Records in Delaware, employee Lucas, that was the asshole I was talking about earlier specifically, (laughs) has been tasked by the store manager, Joe, with closing the store for the very first time. I guess I didn't ever get that this was the very first time that he was closing the store, but or did you it thought it was sense. like a few times? Like this was like the he first was time. new at it, but it wasn't like the first night. But <laughs> I, it, this man fucks up so quickly. While counting the day's receipts in Joe's office, he discovers that the store is about to be sold and converted to a branch of Music Town, a large national chain. Determined to keep the store independent, Lucas hatches a plan taking the day's cash receipts of approximately nine grand to a casino in Atlantic City. Such a good idea. Such a good idea. And to quadruple playing craps, he just thought that was was the one. Craps was the game. We're going to win it on all this. That is the least, honestly, if I were to go gamble all my boss's money, it'd probably be on blackjack. Yeah. I feel yeah, like you have, have better chances. Over, yeah. yeah. You could fold, right? Yeah. 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 Craps is really Craps just is throwing it to Jesus. Yeah, I've lost You're just throwing it to the world. He had too much yeah. confidence. Yeah. And it's did. just like you don't even know. You're like, put it down. You're like, yeah. Well, oh. 13, you're like, oh, fuck. He fucking, <laughs> right? right? Like, he lost doubles, everything. Yeah. He wins. He doubles his money on the first roll, and then he loses everything on the second. He loses his whole fucking shirt on the second roll. Fucking should have pulled it out at the first <laughs> I one. know. He would have been fine. The following morning, fellow Empire employees AJ and Mark find Lucas, who confides in them about the previous night's events. Just before riding off on his motorcycle, Joe, the boss, arrives. He uh, quickly receives a frantic phone call from his boss about the missing deposit. 
And he also gets a call from the bank. The other employees arrive, including overachieving high school student Corey, played by, this is one of Liv Tyler's very first roles. Her tiny little Liv Tyler-ness that's going on in this movie in that tiny little skirt. She's mostly legs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like this, honestly, when I think about movie, this movie, I think about Liv Tyler's legs on that poster because it's basically her legs in that skirt. And then everything hair yeah. in between her legs, like real small at the bottom. Yeah. Like in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, well. <laughs> they have a couple of different posters that they did, but that's the one that, that I, yeah, I, I think about. Yeah, I remember that one. And her uninhibited best friend, Gina, played by Renee Zellweger, a very young, not very Botoxed Renee (sighs) Zellweger. (laughs) Hostile employee, Deb. Robin Tooney, another uh, mention of Robin Tooney on the podcast this October, who has survived. We did the the craft. We did the craft for our witches episode who has survived an apparent suicide attempt, also arrives and then goes into the bathroom and promptly shaves her head. That is literally... Okay, former hairstylist talking. If anyone just goes somewhere and shaves their head without telling anybody, it's a cry for help. I, uh, women emotionally cut their hair yeah. all of the time because it's something that you can control. I Unless... It's something that I've worked out with you. I do not recommend just chopping it off. Well, you know, there was Bang Again in, in 2020 where there was a lot of women that were like <laughs> getting their bangs. Own, oh, they yeah. their I can bangs and handle like, it. No, bitch. I shaved my head in 2020. Good for you. Yeah, me and my brother were just. But that's, we're like, what are we going to do That's a today? little different. Okay. This yeah, is something yeah, yeah. we talk about this. Yeah, like, no, she's got a good skull, yeah. though. You know, not everybody can Robin rock Tini that, rock that look. No, yeah. She looks good. It's. It's a look for sure. So upon Lucas's arrival, Joe confronts him about the missing deposit and Lucas confirms that the money was lost. Joe explains his anti-music town plan to the employees. He had saved enough money to become part owner of the store and save it, but will now have to be $9,000 short as he must cover the missing money with Mitchell. Mitchell is the owner, the real owner. Of Music Town. Music Town. And he wishes that he was still in toilets. His family used to be a toilet empire. Yeah, there's a lot of money in toilets. There's a lot of money in it's toilets. Hippie <laughs> uncle or whatever. Hippie <laughs> dad. He yeah. started this stupid fucking record store. Oh, my God. He had a little <laughs> bit of passion. He's a fucking moron. <laughs> Joe is distracted from the crisis due to a major, major store event. Rex Manning Day. The washed-up 80s pop idol is holding an autograph session at the store for fans of his latest album, Back With More. <laughs> the, infu- un- the unenthused staff mock both Manning and the event, and ultimately many of the fans show up to meet him are older women or gay, mm-hmm. which adds up. Though detained by Joe in his office, Lucas nonetheless apprehends the belligerent young shoplifter who calls himself Warren, as in Warren Beatty, and is taken away by the police and vows to return seeking revenge. Encouraged by Gina, Corey indulges her scroll. I have some comments about this fucking scene. Corey indulges her schoolgirl crush on Rex Manning by attempting to seduce him but winds up humiliating and dejecting herself. AJ then chooses this particular moment, this very unopportune moment, to tell Corey that he loves her. 
Okay. Dude, read the okay. room. That's all that's I That's literally thinking. what I was about yeah, to say. That's what he actually walks my wife up. said while right. we were watching that. Yeah. Exactly. Like, read, the like, room. read the room, <laughs> AJ. <laughs> crying. Yeah, it's this dumb. is not the moment. This is not your moment. But he's Going be, through but something. I, but what I said to her, I was like, well, he's been up there like mulling over it. For hours. All and hours. And not yeah. even that. He's probably been doing it for a long time. He had a specific time that he wanted to tell and, her And it was just too. like, he was just like in his own head so much, he wasn't seeing it, you right. know? I think. That's, that's a teenage boy thing, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, I did They're both like that, teenagers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, my, I'm gonna, I can't wait till why we should give a shit. This scene makes me so fucking angry. <laughs> why would you take your fucking skirt off in front of a grown ass man and wave your little whitey tidy pubes a in front of red him? Yeah, she did have pubes in those shoes. That huh? was like, I was full like, on bush, like, dude. A different like, time. Damn, shit. Uh, yeah. She Tyler. wasn't prepared. That's a borrowed red bra. She wasn't oh, that person. That was Gina's bra that she was yeah. wearing. Yeah. Oh, it's like Which that. is why okay. it mismatched. Yeah. But my favorite thing is that he fucking pulls out. Wait, he whips his he dick he out and then out she and runs goes, away crying. Before he whip, she runs away, he whips it out and goes, rock and roll. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's <laughs> no romance. There's did you, no what romance. What was she thinking? On the one I watched, maybe, I don't know what it was, but I didn't notice this ever, but he's like, do you like blue cheese? Like he's gonna put blue cheese on. His oh, face. I didn't see. Oh, that, that was not on the copy the that I watched. That we were watching. That's like oh. the one on Amazon Prime. Okay, so this one. This might be an extended edition. It was Whoa. just like no, it was the same. He, he he just goes. He didn't say the rock. I don't think he said because he. Rock I saw the so big like, like minute, hidden different. valley like thing so, on yeah. the table so what, for and lunch. The, and the one we just watched the other night. He goes. He leans back and he goes. I hope you like blue cheese. And he goes like he's about to pour blue cheese on his Whoa. dick, and that was it. And then the she one that we didn't say rock and roll, like dude. That. The one that we watched, the one that I watched, he whips yeah. out and he goes rock and roll. And he then goes, she goes, what he goes? He goes, are you sure you want to do this? And she goes, yeah. And then he just whips it out and just goes. And the the bottle is still there, like the bottle is still on the table. And he goes rock and roll. And no, then she gets upset and walks away. The one I, I watched, would, he says you like blue cheese. I would absolutely one. No, two. I not in that note. setting, dude. Three, I would have made a note five, about that line. Four. Yeah. She's Blue in cheese? high school. Yeah, oh like, dude. Of all the maybe whipped cream or something. Yeah, like right. Manning. Okay, but also Blue of cheese. all. All okay, right, of all the. If you had to go salad dressing, of all the salad dressings, keep it simple. Yeah, that's gonna make ranch. His dick stink. Dude, it's funky. Uh, like they're this. all gonna make his dick. Yeah, Any, uh, don't put fucking anything yeah. sugar based on your well, privates. Dude, that's he, a that's a PSA from me to you. Well, so Rex that Manning. makes me wonder then if he had fucking blue cheese on his ding dong for the next encounter. Ew, he definitely did just stop there. That. <laughs> so uh, AJ confesses his love like a fucking idiot, and Corey obviously rejects him. She's not in a space for this. After Gina and Corey argue, basically Corey calls Gina a whore in a very juvenile exchange. Gina has sex with Rex Manning because out of the two of them, she actually knows what she's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She when the, did guess his underwear. Gina. Oh, yeah. yeah that, she, she knew like exactly really what yeah. she was fucking doing. Mm-hmm. When the staff discovers this, AJ attacks Manning. Gina reveals Corey's addiction to amphetamines in a very, like, 90s yeah. after-school special moment. Right? I was like, whoa, that escalated <laughs> real fucking fast. <laughs> These are diet pills. That's why you can bake in the morning. Like she Everybody really ignored extra. the fact that we just fucked on the copier in the back room. And that this is what <laughs> I, this was her childhood crush. Corey 
instead. Corey hysterically trashes the store, which is fun. I would have also loved Dude, to do yeah. that. She fucking lost it. <laughs> and then Joe tells Rex to leave, which he gladly does. He didn't want to be there to begin with. But he did get laid that day. Yeah. I do think they probably still have to pay him. So yeah, got a little two But for there one. was some left over. There was. Deb surprisingly attempts to cheer uh, Corey up because Deb hates fucking everybody. I like that scene. Yeah. And in return, she holds a mock funeral for Deb with a whole staff leaving. Oh, what's his nuts? Look his name up for me. Because oh, I yeah. just want to call him Coyote from, I know, from... Uh, Grace and Frankie. But he was in uh, this movie. He was in Can't Hardly Wait. Is he the pizza guy? He, no, not no. the pizza guy. The other, the metalhead dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's know. been in everything. He was in Once Upon a Time, the TV show, for a little bit. Um, yeah, help me Ethan with Ethan Embry. Yep, Ethan, Ethan Embry. Ethan Embry. Um, he was he in incredible. Sweet Home Alabama. Yep. What is this one? That Thing You Do. The, I was just oh, going to yeah. hardly wait. Honestly, timeline. That Thing You Do was almost considered that's for That's another one. one I watched because a lot. Because I absolutely time. adore that movie, and I just rewatched it the other out? night. You know? 90. 96, 98, somewhere Trend around this time. There. It was a TV movie, That Thing You Do, for HBO. Yeah, uh, 1996. Um, 96. I was like 96, 98, yeah. Um, I had that on VHS. Tom Hanks' very first directing role for his uh, production company. It was. It's a great movie. It's yeah. incredible. It's it has amazing. Like good, like weird Stunning. songs they wrote for yeah. it and stuff, no, too. Yeah, no, it's so great. Um, so as they're in the back... And the metalhead dude is in the front dealing, the only person in the store dealing with the entire store full of customers while everyone's in the back with his fucking funeral. Mark? Yeah, that's his name, Mark. <laughs> My favorite guy. Yeah, Mark. The shoplifter, Warren, returns with a gun <clears throat> loaded with blanks, and Lucas defends, or, and Lucas defuses the situation by revealing that he himself was a troubled youth. <laughs> Until no he was, shit. <laughs> until he was taken in and saved by Joe. Which find out which Baldwin he is. I can't remember. I know. I was like, they all obviously blend a together. Baldwin. You can definitely tell. He in turn offers Warren a job at the store. After the police leave, Lucas admits defeat and suggests confessing the truth about the missing money over to Mitchell. However, he's not a Baldwin. It's Anthony Lapaglia. But he looks like a Baldwin. He looks like Baldwin. He looks. Uh, he should be Baldwin a de facto Baldwin. He's the Baldwin cousin. He's going to get lumped in. He's from Australia. Oh. oh. He did a lot of work in the 80s. I remember that, seeing that guy a lot in the 80s and 90s. After the police leave, Lucas admits defeat and suggests confessing the truth about the missing money to Mitchell. However, the staff tried to replace the missing money, but it can only raise $3,000. Suddenly inspired, Mark. Oh, Mark. Mark runs in front of a news crew in front of the building, covering the holdup and announcing on live TV that a late night benefit party will be held at the store to quote unquote save the empire. An impromptu concert on the roof, another concert on the roof. Yeah. A better style a for a better, concert. On yeah, the roof. a more appropriate. Yeah. This one's that. a lot more believable. Yeah. <laughs> We're not flying in fucking sets. Yeah, yeah. It's just. <laughs> Renee Zellweger and that other asshole on the roof. So uh, Gina Burko, that's the other asshole. That's his name. I was yeah, Burko, that's what I was getting. His uh, name is Coyote. 
like his act, the actor's name is Coyote. Oh, so I was looking through there. I was like, that's confusing. That is confusing. Uh, so they play this concert to raise funds so Joe can have the money to buy the store from Mitchell. And Mitchell is very glad to sell it to him. He was in all honesty. He's like, thank fucking God. Corey finally finds a dejected AJ on the roof, fixing the empire record sign and confesses that she loves him too. And they decide he he decides to attend art school in Boston to be near her while she attends Harvard. I feel Pizza Man makes a point to this dude at, at, at like a scene or two before saying that you are two fundamentally different people. Like he didn't say it like that, but that's mm-hmm. essentially what he was getting. And he was right. That stoned out pizza dude had some of the biggest truth bombs in this He's fucking smart. movie right. and yeah. no one listened to him whatsoever He's the vinyl guy too. this asshole is gonna go to boston realize that he hates boston because he's an art kid i mean and that she's a... gonna be in harvard with the harvard guys like that right. was his whole point right. this is harvard guy he's she's gonna find some like skull and bone secret society preppy douchebag right. and she's gonna ignore him and they're gonna be I mean, there's some on good two opposite schools. ends of Boston. It's hard. Some, that's a hard era. Yeah. I mean, there's some good art schools in Boston so they'll be near each other but you know, college we didn't tear have, them apart. Are you guys writing Empire Records too? Two, right? I know. College <laughs> might tear them apart. This is the second part of it. Well, let me get through. I got like one line left of this description. Yeah. So they kiss. The staff ends this really long, exhausting day with a dance party on the roof and ultimately the Empire is saved. Yay! Why should we give a shit? Another amazing cast, another amazing soundtrack, another amazing flop. Right. I got got beef. All right. I got beef. You got beef? I got beef. I got a lot of beef too. With Warren Beatty, this Warren Beatty character, heavy Beatty, whatever the fuck. Warren Beatty character. Do you know who Warren Beatty is? I know who Warren Beatty is. Okay. But this kid is not Warren Beatty. They He's not. But I think it's really, really fucking funny that that's the name he gave. I don't even he think that gave them that and then they just started calling him Warren. Was. I don't think he did either. Like, my name's not fucking Warren. My name's not fucking right? Warren. Oh well, God. maybe you shouldn't have told them that. Yeah. So of course they're going to double down. They know your name's not Warren, you my, idiot. My qualm is that there's no person of color operating in this fucking yeah. store because if there was... That kid's ass would have been whooped and he wouldn't have come back with a bunch of blanks. <laughs> that would not have happened. There was like a woman, like a lady cop that was like, there was two lady cops that came the first time. One of them was a woman of color and he was like screaming. And then there was two male cops the second time. And, the, and one of them was a male of like cop of color. But there either way, were... I was like, dude, if there was somebody, if they had one Rasta dude in the back, as racist as that sounds, like... Kids' ass would have been whooped. There were some black people who were like in the store, but they didn't work there. They weren't no. part of the main crew. No. Yeah, it was they weird. didn't have lines. Like, yeah, uh, they no. they hilariously addressed it in Airheads. <laughs> <They did>. Airheads <laughs> is like addressing it in like a weird kind of awkward way sometimes, but like in, yeah. in this one, it's like nothing. Nothing. Like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's sad. In Airheads, it definitely was like. Remember, it's like so cringeworthy. He was like, "Why don't, <laughs> yeah. why don't black people like me?" And you're like, "Oh God!" Because I've <laughs> had people ask me that question. Damn. And it's weird. like, what do you t- say to that? What do you say to that? What does anyone say to that? Is honestly, like, you're my probably question. you're weird. You're right. I'd be like, probably because you ask yeah. stupid yeah. fucking yeah. questions yeah. like yeah. this. Shut is usually what up. I say. It's just black. like because you ask dumbass questions yeah. like this. But when he's just like stepping on him where he's just like yeah what do you want me to call you g and you're like oh god you won't stop stop that don't do that but yeah i think that if that that if they had a person of color around 
or maybe a sassy gay, someone would have whipped that kid's ass and they would have saved oh, that storyline. <laughs> I get it. He wanted to work there, but like, there's definitely an opening since that kid's yeah. quit and he's going to art school to be with his really emotional I, lady. I feel like with Warren, he's like, that's like their chance to show that they kind of got me when that's like, he's like, like they're like, you know, it's like the place like for the lost boys. Right. It's like, yeah. it's lame and cheesy. Joe takes sure, in but all like, the wayward yeah, boys. Yeah, but, yeah. He's like the, the and like, island you know, of misfit toys. It made me yeah. think, you know, that's like in like, that's like what bands are. That's what yeah. like, you know, cause you have these weird situations where someone like, steals money and like you yeah. know like you have these things like it's like whoever shows up kind of is like oh you're here found family yeah kind of yeah thing. and you're like it's like that weird like it's like the, who even works there they're not even what are they doing he's like right. painting outside while he's working and oh yeah shit. none it's of like, these assholes actually work at Renee this job. Like is naked and a teenager she fucking yeah. stripped butt ass naked except for that apron how old is she supposed to be like, I they're think all they're all 18. School. I yeah. think they're all about to go off to college is the thing. That's not, so yeah, it's like, yeah. that's not definitely appropriate. moments of this movie where I was like, mm, that's not okay. But Joe, does Joe, like, it, I don't know, from my perspective, like, it is, like, Joe's pretty, like, He's like a de- he's like a decent guy handling all. Yeah, this. yeah. He's, he's like, like a he's dad. Not like a creep. Yeah. He doesn't. No, no, no. Like Which is why he was like, he "Can you put some me. fucking clothes?" He kept telling her, "Put some fucking yeah. daughter on. character, yeah. like a daughter figure to me." Because you're like, someone's got to be the manager at this '90s record store. Oh, definitely. And Joe's like holding right. it. Down. He's trying to hold it together, and yeah. he's got his drum set to relieve his <laughs> yeah. stress. But you know, Renee Zellweger's character. She's not just a slut. She's a lead singer. She killed That's it, yeah. why, right? That's why really she had surprising. misplaced energy. She needed to do that. She's still probably going to slut it up, but, you know. Hey, it's okay. Also, but now she's a rock star, so yeah. it's like. Nothing it's wrong with slutting it up. There's, there's nothing wrong there's with There's a lot of slut shaming it was in this just, movie. No, I think it was yeah. misguided sluttery. I think if She you was a, a high school purpose. girl who knew her sexuality, yeah. and that she knew in the 90s was a slut. If you knew how sexy you were, and you wanted to flaunt it, and you knew what you were getting into... I don't know. Well, her it's friend, a different day and age. Her friend there wasn't an simul- OnlyFans, you know? Her friend simultaneously... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta work at a record store. Her friend simultaneously slut-shamed her and then also praised her for, like, being herself and being her authentic person. That was yeah, such that teenage was dialogue. Yeah. Also, though, she fucking, know, like, like, sealed the deal, though. Like, her friend was like, ah, and ran away, and she was like, you... Underwear navy blue. Let's do this thing. Oh yeah, she, she knew what she's doing. And yeah. she got souvenirs. There's copies of that definitely in there for sure. Oh my god, copies but, of her uh, hoo ha, but not his ding dong. Oh I love that <laughs> Debbie balls, made it. Oh my god, maybe sideball action. Oh my god, I love that Debbie Mazers in this movie. She's like the one that's like, fuck this, I'm not going to be his yeah. promoter anymore. Yeah. And then she's like, also, she's you want to go for a date? She's yeah. like me and Joe. Right? Joe's she's like, my Joe's guy. my dude. She's an entourage. She was in Beethoven's second. Oh, I liked Beethoven's. Uh, the Insider. And then she's also like really good friends with Madonna since like way back in the day. She used to do a lot of work in the 90s. Yeah, she did. Um, I have fan fiction for you. <laughs> Fucking fan fiction. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Robin Tooney's character, right? Deb. She comes in, right? She cuts her wrist. She cuts, she shaves her head. And her mom is gone. She doesn't know where her mom is. Then. She and her dad, and her, she like goes back to using her name Sarah instead of Deb, because she, she sold her like you know her moped or whatever the fuck to help save oh, money yeah. for Empire Records. Everyone's leaving anyway. No one's gonna know where she's going. And then she goes. 
They move to LA and she wears a wig. That's why, you know, her hair's all fucked up in the craft. And then she goes back to high school to focus on her witchcraft. I love oh, it. that's cool. That's great. Right? That's awesome. That really works. I'm really into so that. So did you that make great. that up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we literally, like by the time that this airs, our witches episode has come out. Yeah. And she starts, she is the star of And the I was always like, her hair looks fucking weird. I was because like, it's, it's the a 90s weird ass fucking wig. And Empire Records came out in 95, and uh-huh. The Craft came out in 96. Cool. I like that. I didn't so she shot those back to back, think about basically. Like that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Making the worlds collide. Yeah, man. Well, that's always just what we're, we're like, always oh, they're doing at the that. Sa- right, we're like, they're at the same time. We're like, well, that would make sense. It's like, because in The Craft, yeah. she like cuts her wrist, and she like came from San Francisco, and it's there's like a, a weird obscure bridge in the, in the Empire Records. Honestly, the, w- 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 in that episode, we talked about how she was originally given the character of Bonnie and mm-hmm. then put in yeah. Sarah's role because she would have been a better Sarah. Well, if you go and you watch Empire Records, that makes total sense because right. Deb and Sarah are the same character. Right. It would have been back to back. Yeah. Probably filmed at the same... They were filmed at the same time, I imagine. Yeah. But yeah. So that's my fan fiction. I think it would be really fun. Nice. Yeah. Robin Tooney, if you listen to the podcast, which who knows? We love you, girl. Come yeah. back. Let's have a Robin Chini Robin, come re- back. <laughs> Resurgence. Well, shit, that's all I got for this episode. This was a crazy, Shorty. fun, easy breezy rock and roll episode. Thanks for coming on, Greg. Yeah, of course. Hey, so like, what are you doing? What yeah, can, what's where going can on we in your find? World? Yeah, talk. You talk to us. All right. <laughs> Tell us things. Well, what are you doing? What's going on in the movie of your life? You could check out. Uh, art like a installation art piece me and Kaylin did at meow wolf yeah dude i still have not found that thing yeah you haven't found it it's five stories in there of like so much artistry man when i went to meow wolf i really that was about what i was just getting ready to say like the one time that i went it was genuinely so overwhelming (laughs) yeah and then we were also fighting with like children and i hear that they're gonna start having like they do uh, no this was at night Oh, and they we were the last night, though. I can't yeah. remember when they're starting to have more only. adult nights, and cool. that's when I would want to go do that. Yeah, dude, because there was so many fun, people yeah. in K holes when I was yeah, <laughs> when I, I was going through there. I just couldn't do a lot of the fun stuff that I wanted to because there was just so many people. Yeah, well, here here's the directions to our space. Okay, you go when they bring you in the tra- train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you go to C Street, right? Yeah, you're in the elevator, you go up there. And then it's crazy that I know exactly what right. I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, uh-huh, yeah uh-huh. that's uh-huh. the C first Street, thing they it, take right? you to, right? And then you're in C Street, you take a left, and then you go. There's a like a city bus, yeah, sticking yes. out. Yeah, yeah. Found the bus. I found the bus. Go, go into that room where you go, like the bus is coming out of. Yeah, and then hang right down the hallway. Okay, there's like okay. a sign that says like wheelchair space kitchen this way, and then you okay. go in there and you'll dead end into you'll it. You'll dead end. And okay. then there's like a couple Easter eggs. Like we added like there's like a thing where if you open the junk drawer, it says do not open on it. It turns on the subwoofer and it makes it like more intense. Awesome. And the song that's playing is all the same song, so. Dude, I was so fucking close. I got to the fucking bus and You're it probably there. went left. Yeah, to well, right. it's easy to miss because like it's kind of like it looks kind of hidden going into it because it's mm-hmm. like a little cut. I hole. definitely yeah. missed it hundred percent. I knew that there were back. rooms I did not get to. Right. Oh, absolutely. there was just so oh, yeah, many people and so hard to miss. It's amazing. five so levels, and I just remember. Like I was working with a bunch of artists still at that like mannequin place, and we were they were like, well, "How was it?" I was like, "Dude, it's a lot, especially it's a lot. if you're an artist yourself. 
there's a lot of details there. It's it more can... fun too if you go in, in there without a mission. Yeah. And you just kind of randomly find things and you like sit and you enjoy it. Oh, look I didn't around. do the mission. I was like, that's too yeah. stressful for me. Some people like that shit. But like, even like if you go in, that, like, well, I didn't mean like that mission, mm-hmm. but like, even no mission, just like, yeah. I'm just going to fuck around and go look around yeah. and like, that's the most fun and just kind of like experience them because like the difference between like the thing that's cool about me that I think they really hit on is like there's like you know Disneyland you go into their installation stuff you know what you're getting mm-hmm. it's it's like a movie that yeah. you've seen or whatever yeah. like but like these are all individual artists that created these things right. and they have their own visions and it's some of them people have been doing it for decades and some of them it's like me that was like my first major installation so you're like you're putting different energies into it for sure you know so like you all like everything you go in like there's like secret things and there's like people spend a lot of time in those rooms and just like making it what it is and it's trippy that it's like so many different people's visions like i think that's what it is too is you're feeling a lot of the energy that's coming off from all the different artists so there's a lot of energy in there yeah and then there's people experiencing those things so it's like you definitely have to do it in chunks i feel like and take it in because like you'll see that it's like a more of a like a museum, like in a sense, like it's like an art museum. It's not like, yeah. because it is all Honestly, like, that's what I went in. The only thing I knew about Meow Wolf is that it was weird, it was trippy, and it was all art installations. So I went in with thinking, okay, like the wall meets meet the a night at the museum. Like that's mm-hmm. what I'm getting yeah. into. And that's kind of essentially what it is. So. Yeah, I always tell people like the elevator pitch on it when people are talking about going to, I'm like, it's, like Disneyland meets a contemporary art museum. Yeah, yeah. you so, know, yeah, at the end of the day, because yeah. it's it's like all consuming, and it's like intense and it's maximalist. But it's like when you dig in, it's like the same concepts you'd see in like a contemporary art museum. So more or less. besides Meow Wolf, because there's only a couple of Meow Wolf locations, and we have people listening all over the world. True, true. Where else can people find your amazing talents, dear friend? I have bands. You can listen to our, my music, uh, Rubedo, R-U-B-E-D-O, music.com. We got all our music there and any streaming services. Um, we're, we have, we've been recording a ton of music during COVID yeah. and just kind of like having fun doing that we've had some a lot of opportunities in that so we have like tons of music we're ready to put out and we've just been playing like minimal shows but just recording music so Mm -hmm. there'll be a bunch of stuff coming out and we'll probably do some shows to push the music now and um wheelchair sports camp has a new seven inch coming out on alternative technical records which is exciting because it's like an old punk label that i think is cool they like that the dead Kennedy's started yeah. oh, yeah. opera. so it's Dude, like a punk I was thing love and yes I'm a mess that's and that's, that's the one yeah so oh, it's that so on one good. side and and um hard out here for a gimp on the other side so nice. that's nice. gonna be coming out soon shout out to Wes Watkins Wes Watkins is on that yeah yeah he's great I love all those that's my family like all those bands I love and then lately I've been playing with Devochka fuck yeah from time yeah. to time and having a blast with them and like that's been a really cool experience so i've been enjoying like getting to know all them they're super nice awesome creative people and the music they play is so fun oh it really is i bet man (laughs) it's such a fun show i've seen you play for different like for a wheelchair i've seen you play for rubedo but i haven't seen you play for devajka so i'm curious to see like 
Yeah, you should the, come see. I think I yeah. like. I think I'm pretty sure I'm playing with them at the Stanley Hotel. Oh fuck what? yeah! Wait, oh yeah. yeah. I'm uh, sure that shit's nights. sold out, dude. I'm I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll. I gotta. I hope if it's. I don't know if it is or not. There's three nights, so if there's not, very good chance one if of those not, nights is not sold fucking, out. Fucking, we'll be there. We will bring y'all t-shirts. We will fucking. Yeah, yeah. Do, we'll be uh, there. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll I've, been ma- yeah. I've been making some dank pumpkin pie. I yeah. will bring pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah, they hit me up the, the other day. They're like, you want to... Because like, I've been just playing shows like their uh, violinist is like sick right now. So mm-hmm. he, he's been kind of like, he can't play every show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Uh, but he also plays a bunch of other instruments. So they have a dude, this guy Evan, filling in on violin. Uh-huh. But he doesn't play all the other instruments. So uh-huh. the drummer, Sean has been playing like percussion and yeah. keyboards and bass. I know a really good stuff, violinist so, who plays for Tierra band. She's fucking phenomenal. And I think she's totally like in that, in that realm of like, nice. she plays a mean fiddle, man. That's what's up. She kicks ass, but yeah, yeah Tierra band, check them out. They're awesome. There's a lot of but, fiddle um, at Yeah, dude. I would love to see. I still haven't so been to the Stanley specifically, Hotel. Specifically, it's awesome. Let's, yeah, no, definitely off mic fucking we'll give us a pin the in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll um, let you know because they were going to call me today. So I, I'm hoping I'm going to play that. Fuck yeah. yeah. We've been yeah, having dude. fun. I, I feel like I was going to go see I'm like the Warrior on Halloween, of, uh, but man, debauchka. I want to go see Debochka at the Stanley. Yeah, yes. They're doing it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think. Okay. So there's three nights. But yeah. Okay, there's three nights because my boyfriend's playing like two nights. Yeah. Yeah. There's and like and I just figured yeah. out my fucking Halloween costume. Do you want to throw down your uh, Instagram yeah, handles? My, my Instagram is uh, Greg's Drum Party, G R E G G S, Drum Party. Dude, that's been my favorite <laughs> handle. I love that you have that handle so much. Yeah. When I think I was, when I made it, I was like, one day I'm going to do a thing. Greg's Drum Party, like a show or like a podcast. We'll see. One yeah, day. I like Greg's oh, Drum Party. Yeah. You gotta do like old school, you know, old school lounge where they like, there's like a party kind of going on. And you oh, get I like that. Yeah. kind of head up and you just kind of walk around. <laughs> Oop, there it goes. You can just like kind of walk around and just like chow people. Yeah, what? Up, yeah, man? there's like a show I watch. I can't remember what it's called. It was like an old show. They had like a thing or there's yeah. like a party in it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that was It was be like cool. a Playboy thing, I think, yeah. wasn't it? Like back That's in the day. That's and then, like my grandma's era vibe shit. Yeah. She was like in that vibe. In the Marvelous yeah. Mrs. Maisel, they oh, kind of yeah. revamped that, and that's oh, where like they got that one. Don't forget to follow us on social media, so the yes. Require Viewing Podcast and all the things, Aaron Melaine Official and all the things. Chloe Riggs Makes Things. On all the things. Check out our fucking merch site, because it's dope. There's so much shit on there. Stickers. Magnets. Wait, we haven't put the magnets up yet. Well, they're coming. <laughs> they're going to be coming. up. They're, they're surprise. Coming. We're getting magnets. <laughs> surprise. T-shirts. All the things. Okay. Buy some stuff. Support the show. Until next time, my friends. Happy viewing. Happy viewing. And merry movie, miss. And technically, merry movie, miss. Hello. This podcast was a Yaki Soba Studios production with a special thanks to our producer, Michael Murray, with graphics and music done by Colin Pearson.